Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Pop and Rick. What's up? Oh boy. There's a night football. What's the? Th- I was gonna do the theme song, but I don't even know I what don't the, even theme know what the theme is. song is. Do they have a theme song? Yeah, they do. It's like dun 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 dun. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that uh, Monday Night Football has gotten a lot better. It, it definitely is better. It feels like a I much really bigger problem. And I don't like, like Joe the- Buck. I hate Joe Buck, and I'm not yeah. a big Aikman guy. But it's still better than what they had last year. Well, you can see that by watching the the Sunday morning football game, 9:30 a.m. in London, right? Uh, right. Because they have. I the like other, Lewis Riddick. The other, yeah, I don't even like him. Uh, I the other crew, like you could get away with Riddick, like if he went yeah. and signed with like CBS for the one o'clock slate. Like you could get away with Reddick if you have a good like play by play. Their play by yeah, the play by the play by play guy is so stupid. It's they it's, say so many dumb things. It drives me crazy. I think it's because he's not, he's not. He does hockey too, because I watch. You know, I'm a hockey guy, and ESPN has hockey, so he does hockey too. And he's better in hockey. I think he's like hockey. Do I don't think, think football hockey? is his main sport. Riddick? I thought he played in the No, NFL. not Riddick. The play the play by play. Oh um, Steve, whatever his name is. Yeah. Yeah. He does hockey. He's he's okay in hockey. He's still kind yeah. of a brick, but he's a little bit better in hockey than his football. In football, he's horrible. He's awful. It's 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 atrocious. And some of the like they try to like be funny. Yeah, and Orlovsky. Dan Orlovsky. I like some of his stuff, like Yeah. So like he's on ESPN, he'll do first take, he'll do get up. Too. He does college football. He's yeah. okay. And I like some of his analysts. Like he does have good analysts. Like he'll break down plays, yeah, and quarterback play especially. But in the booth, he's just a little bit, a little bit much. Corny, a little corny. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, I, but it feels like uh, I was gonna say feels like Monday Monday night football, not Thursday night mm-hmm. football, but Monday night football is uh like back in the day when you got on Monday night football, it was a big deal. Like that. for your franchise, for your organization, it was a big deal, and now it's like right. it feels like Monday Night Football comes around. Everyone's like, oh, this, this, this. It's like game. it's literally the equivalent of Thursday. And now it actually. feels like it feels like a big game. Now it it's, feels like okay, this is a this is a big. Even though to, I don't know, to, uh, yeah, I, it definitely it definitely is a little bit. It's got but me. It's me, got me like, humming the Monday Night Football song again. Dun, 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 dun. That is dun, a great dun, theme dun, song. Dun. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. Anyway, um, so we got Thursday Night Football tonight, um. Very interesting game. We'll break that down. Go through uh, the Thursday night football. Is play. it an interesting game? Uh, it could be. It, really? it could be. I want the. I'm. I'm rooting against the Eagles because 17 and 0 Patriots. Well, the Houston Texans might be, and we'll get to it. But they might be the worst team in football. So. All right, that's a little bit much. <laughs> um, I am. I, I'm actually interested to break down the Texans because I haven't talked about them in a while. But, okay. Well, um, you're gonna find out some <laughs> really gross things when you do. It's like. I haven't even watched the Texans. Yeah, and you you're blessed, bro. You, you, you're blessed. You have with Damian Pierce. But uh so we'll break down the Thursday night preview. We wanted to get to before that particular uh segment of the show, because we'll probably blow through the Texans real quick in terms of fantasy matches. Um is some of the madness that happened on Thursday, I mean on um the trade deadline on Tuesday. 
So we're going to talk about some of that on the show as well, some of the fantasy implications of some trades that happened. Um, before we do that, check out our website, fantasygymnast.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you have for us. Um, all right. So yesterday, really interesting uh really interesting trade deadline it was actually uh very good mm. i was shocked it was i was shocked by how uh how great the trade deadline was because usually it's a it's a complete dud yeah i'm well i guess so i saw something that uh it, it usually is a dud but the last like two or three years um there's been more and more acti- activity each year so like the last three trade trade deadlines there's been more trades in each of the last three. So each year mm-hmm. it feels like there's more and more trades. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's only gone up. It's crazy. So obviously we've already broken this down, but just, so I'm going to go quickly through some of the trades that happened in the last like mm-hmm. couple weeks that we already know about. Obviously Robbie Anderson sent to the Cardinals. That really hasn't been anything. Christian McCaffrey goes to the 49ers. Uh, obviously a big deal. Um, yeah, is there any other deals that happened prior to yesterday? Kadarius Tooney, Tooney, yeah, James, Tooney, James Robinson, yeah. So some some stuff that we've already hit on, but I'm, I want us to go through a couple of the trades that went down yesterday. Uh, the first, okay. the first major deal being T.J. Hawkinson to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, very, it's a rare inter to intra division trade. That mm-hmm. happens between the Vikings and the Lions. Uh, so Hawk, a fourth round pick and a conditional fourth, uh, went to Minnesota for a second and a fourth round pick. Um, how are we feeling about TJ Hawkinson? So I like I've gone back and forth a little bit. It it at first it felt very lateral to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know he he goes from being like the third option on a decent offense to like the second or third option on a decent offense <laughs> with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know it it didn't really do anything for me. And, and but it wasn't negative either. Like it was he's still um solid. But the more I think about it I actually do like it mm-hmm. for him. Um because you know you texted me and you were like oh Thaleen's Thaleen I kind of jokingly but you're like Thaleen's washed it's Hawks Hawks team. And like mm-hmm. I don't want it Thaleen's not necessarily washed, but like you are right. Where like I don't think Thaleen's gonna command a huge target share. I think the offense is gonna be very efficient. I don't know if, how explosive it is, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a very very efficient offense. Um, and I feel like he could have a case to be the number two guy in that passing offense. And it's a much better team than the Lions, but the Lions do have a good offense. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It's it's it, it's close. I think it's more lateral, but slightly trending up. I would say. I would, um, Kirk I, Cousins does still kind of scare me though. I so my opinion more comes from the fact that uh, T.J. Hawkinson goes from the one and six Detroit Lions to a six to and a one six team. and one Minnesota Vikings, and I I mm-hmm. think the Vikings offense like a lot of people would be like, oh, they're both good offense. I think the Vikings offense is much better than the the Lions offense. Um, partially the reason why they're six and one, to be honest with you. But, uh, I think Hawk going onto this team, I think he will be the number two guy. Um, Adam Thielen does not scare me in the slightest. A lot of people are saying that he's number three. 
I mean, it could go either way, but um, I think he walks into this offense as a number two guy. Obviously, number one, they're going to target Justin Jefferson the most. Yeah, and he's going to get double-digit targets every game. Yes, and uh, and then Hawk I think comes in and, and if he can command a six-seven target, sh- you know, target share, that's what he was doing in Minnesota. I mean, uh, Detroit at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big thing for him is there's going to be a lot more opportunities for him to score in the red zone because that's where uh, the bread is made. The money, yeah. The money so is he, counted for tight it, ends. It's weird. Cause like statistically speaking, the lines, so I looked it up the lines and the Vikings are actually tied for offense this year in, ter- in terms of points for, mm-hmm. um, and it, it, the lions do have a very good offense. Their defense sucks, but I don't know if they use Hawk in the red zone as much as, Maybe they could, and the Vikings potentially could do that. Um, yeah. I don't think you trade essentially what they did to not use him in the red zone, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like the a, a, a second and a fourth round pick is a lot of investment in the tight end position. So, I think they got one, they, it was a second and a fourth, but it was also two fourths coming back. There or something like yeah, that. I don't. They I essentially think the, I trade. Think it was the, essentially like a a second, pretty much. Yeah. So, which is still yeah. But either way, I, I think the conditional fourth. I don't know what the conditions of that fourth, but that might also not end up being in the package altogether. So it's more like hawk and a fourth for a second and a fourth. So a fourth round pick swap, and then a, a second, second. pick. Yeah. So, um. I think it's a good trade for the Vikings. I think I think you know Rick's probably in the safer realm of it's a slight upgrade. Like if you want to create a little, little <laughs> and you're true to the moon. Here he goes. I am a I'm a hawk guy. So to the yeah, moon. like to rest the of the season rankings, he was already in your top five, wasn't he? Yes. <laughs> I guess he now. <laughs> he's still top five. He's, he's still okay. pro- he's still probably five. I'm actually. It hasn't of- really changed. Hold on. Rest of the season on Fantasy Pros has got Hawk at eight. I just, I think, why do they do that to the poor guy? It's Hold on. Let me, let me look. I'm going to look. I don't understand. They have Hawk at eight? Yeah, they have Hawk at eight. I don't, I don't get it. Where would you put him? Five. So you would put him at five. Yeah, Looking I, I at this it, list. I think he's better than Higby. Um, oh, yeah. No, I'd I probably put him at better, five, too. I think he's better than Higby. <laughs> maybe than maybe six. Zach Ertz is, like, debatable to me. That's... Yeah. So anyway, I might leave that cards ahead of him. Let's talk about some other deals that happened um, along the way. Chase Claypool gets traded to the Bears. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see for a second round pick, 2023 second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of intrigued to see. I, I, obviously, to me, this is great news for Justin Fields. Mid season, yes, when he was it's just coming news. on and improving. The last two weeks, he's had played some of the best football in his career, and he's playing really well and they seem to figure things out with him a little bit still not throwing a lot but um hopefully with more talent around him this doesn't fix the offensive line problems obviously but with more talent around him it'll allow justin fields to you know um make more plays passing at least i think this trade does a lot of good things for justin fields and i already was on the justin fields train rest of season as a top 12 quarterback um that is even higher now. And I just want to see what the bears do with Claypool um, and how it kind of, how he and kind of kind of incorporates into the bears passing attack, because if that improves, then I think, you know, even if 
Like he already rushes for 80 yards a game, essentially. If you add 250 and a touchdown through the air, I mean, he's going to get 20, 25 points a week at this point. Um, so, which is great. I mean, that's what you're looking for at the quarterback position. And that's in this year when the quarterbacks are not scoring as much for whatever reason, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he'll finish somewhere between seven and eight at the end of the season if he keeps on that pace. So um, I think it's a great trade for Justin Fields. Um, as far as Claypool, I don't know how I feel about his fantasy ceiling. Yeah. I think it's better for him to be with the Bears only because of Justin Fields and how good he is. But he could be the type of player that gives you you know, a two-touchdown performance because Justin Field chucks it up to him twice and then just have five straight weeks of scoring three points a game. Uh, Right. That could be Chase Claypool, and I think that's more likely to be what Chase Claypool is. But as the team improves and gets better, probably going more into next year, I think I like Chase Claypool a little bit more in the future, so in a dynasty perspective, than I do in terms of season long. Yeah, that's fair. Um, The other thing with Fields, and I I do like Fields as well, I'm all in on the field train, but even with Claypool, I don't think he's going to throw. Uh, he hasn't his, his season high in passing yards is 208. Uh, his season high in pass attempts is 27. Mm-hmm. Even these last couple of weeks, he's been very efficient and very good, yeah. but he's still only throwing the ball like 22 times a game, yeah, 23 right. pass like against Dallas. He went 17 and 23 for 151 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns, no interceptions. So right. efficient, but still not really throwing the ball a lot. Right. Um, so I think that's going to hurt Claypool because he's not going to get a lot of opportunity. Um, I think his upside might be higher, though, on the Bears than it was on the Steelers because mm-hmm. he's going to be the uh, outside of Mooney. It's, it's going to be him and Mooney kind of demanding all of the targets that are there. Um, so he, he could have some big games, like you said. Fields um, is probably – Fields is a quarterback upgrade. I think than what the Steelers have had. So mm. uh, the last couple years, honestly, because big Ben at the end blew. Um, so I think he, he could have some big games in there, but he, as you said, I think he's going to have weeks where he gets like three points. Um, definitely someone I'm going to look at hard in, in the off season. Uh, but rest of the season, I don't really think it changes too much um, for Claypool. And if anything, it may be worse, but with a little bit higher upside. Yeah. Okay. Um, I also think, uh, quickly this hurts Mooney a little bit, um, because there isn't a lot of, like Rick said, there's not a lot of pass catching opportunity. I mean, unless they get up to 32, 35 pass attempts a game because Mm -hmm. they, they're like, okay, Chase Claypool's here. We're good. Um, I just don't know. Not that Mooney has been doing anything. He has zero touchdowns. (laughs) Right, right, right. So this is the, you know, kind of the, the problem with the bears wide receiving core at this point is that they're better. But if they, unless they start passing the ball more, I don't see how any of these wide receivers are startable in fantasy football. Um, all right. right. Dolphins, they trade to get Bradley Chubb uh, for a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and Chase Edmonds. The Dolphins also get a fifth-round pick back with Bradley Chubb. Um, so Edmonds gets shipped out to uh, Denver, and a three-headed backfield of fun. I'm going to say for my own hopes and dreams that Chase Edmonds would probably factor out to be the second guy behind Melvin Gordon. Okay. With that being said, I 
I think he gets slightly more opportunity than he did before, which are wasn't a lot. I don't. Yeah. I don't love Chase Edmonds. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe he walks in there and becomes the number one running back for the team uh, for the rest of the season. I don't know, but um, I certainly don't. I think he's better than Boone, and he's better than Latavius Murray. So I think he's the second guy at worst. Yeah, well, but Murray's been getting the at least this past week. Murray got the most work. He got more work than Melvin did. How many? Um, car- how many touches? He he had. 15 touches Melvin Gordon had uh 12. Okay. I mean, if he's between 12 and 15 touches, I think that's what he was doing oh, early for Edmonds. For Edmonds, yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't think I don't getting, think I don't think I, they're using three backs or four backs. I really don't. I think they're going to use two and it's going to be Melvin I, Gordon. bro, it's Nathaniel Hackett and they were using Mike Boone. So oh, I don't I really I don't know. Yeah, but you just said um, that you just said that what's his name had twelve and the other guy had fifteen. Latavius Murray last week. Yeah. 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 I I I don't. I'm not worried about Lat Murray. Okay. And I'm you I'm might not be worried about you Mike might Boone. you might. You I'm might. not starting him this week. I want to see what happens. But my projection is that he ends up getting twelve touches a game. <laughs> okay. That, I that, I think that's that's not that hard to say. Like I what 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 do you want me to say here? They gave their running backs thirty touches last week. Like what? They did. They did. How but hard is it for Jay Simmons to get twelve? The week before that, they. I don't have uh, any hope. I don't have any hope. I just they could they combined for. I 20. was about to drop him. I was literally. I had him ready so, to drop. Well, I will then, tell and you. Then about he Edmonds. went to the freaking Denver Broncos, and I'm like, great. Now I can't drop him because I got to see what the heck's going on here. I think this is good for him. I think it is better than Miami. Yeah. That being said, what was he getting touches a game like five? Yeah, five touches a game. Yeah. I think he goes from like five touches a game to like eight or nine. So okay, yeah. I mean, you're it is better, but like it's still disgusting. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with the, the 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 Denver Broncos. Um, if you had them on your team, I would say hold them for now and just at least see what happens. You know, you never know. They might yeah. roll chase. I mean, I'd be willing to sell them if someone was like, oh, if somebody's willing. Broncos yeah, fan. I just don't think that's. <laughs> I don't right, think you right, can. Right. No, yeah, yeah. If if you can't, then you just got a hold. Denver Broncos fan in your league, and they're losing it because they got Chase Edmonds for whatever reason. Right. Um. But anyway, the Dolphins uh, then in turn acquired Jeff Wilson from the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for a fifth round pick. They just traded for uh, um, Christian McCaffrey, and they already have Elijah Mitchell and other elements to their running game. So uh, they're like, we don't need Jeff Wilson anymore. See you later, guy. And uh, another man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, so now he can perfectly fit in with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, if you if you were excited about Mostert being the starter here after this trade, and you're like, oh, there we go, saddle it up. Uh, Jeff Wilson ruins your, ruins your hopes and dreams. I think he plugs in perfectly with this team. Um, I think that what they were trying to do with Jeff Wilson, I mean, uh, with Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert early in the season where they were splitting the work, Mm-hmm. Um, is what they're going to try to do with Jeff Wilson because Wilson is a uh, is a much better fit for the system than Chase Edmonds was. So I think Wilson probably factors into about 8 to 12 touches. And yeah. Raheem Mostert probably factors into about 8 to 12 touches. I don't like any of this backfield, to be honest with you. Like I know there are Mostert people out there who are excited um, I, I don't know why. Moster has been pretty good. How do we have Moster truthers in society? I don't understand. I don't know if it's necessarily 
because he's great at this point in his career, but he's yeah. been get he's been good putting up a lot of fantasy points. I do think what you said, like what they were trying to do in the beginning, like I do think it's going to be closer to a split. Yep. I do think Mostert gets more work than Wilson, but the problem is that even if that happens, who does who this, does uh, who does what's his name? I why can't I remember his name? Mike McDaniel. Who does Mike McDaniel love more? That's the real question. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? But if if, if <laughs> this is looking more and more like the 49ers, right? Mm-hmm. And what do the 49ers love to do before they got McCaffrey? They love to just give the hot hand and just well they don't care about fantasy. They're just gonna give out the running back who they feel like. Wow, Jeff Wilson ran so, for ten yards. Keep him out there. Yeah, keep him out there. Exactly. They did only give up a fifth for him, though. So, like, I don't think he's yeah, yeah. No, I don't think Jeff. To... I don't think Jeff Wilson has any uh, any. I think external... he's pretty much going to play his, the Chase Edmonds role. His and value maybe do a little bit more in San Francisco is the exact same as uh, it would be in Miami with McCaffrey in San Francisco. Uh, no, without McCaffrey. When they had Elijah Mitchell, like if somebody. Oh, gets hurt, really? If somebody gets oh, hurt, when they had Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, okay. yeah. when somebody gets yeah, hurt, yeah. Jeff Wilson takes over. Right. So that's right, right. that's the that's the role for Jeff Wilson. But anyway, right. um, Naheem Hines traded to the Bills in one of the last deals, uh, of the day. I, I, I people apparently are excited about this. Um, it, like it makes a difference for the Bills. You know what makes a difference for the Bills? Josh bleeping Allen. Like it's. Ooh, I don't care if Naheem Hines, little boy Naheem Hines, shows up to that backfield to kill James Cook. Like, good God, people. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's, I don't it's think Nahim it really Hines. It's so, yeah. Oh, it's so mid. Like, please, tell me about another running back. God, don't pick him up. Don't put him on a team. Like, people are going to get sweaty. I can't with this. They did send Zach Moss in a conditional sixth round. I was going to say, you know, in a PPR league, you mean, you know, he's okay. How much do they pass in the running back position to begin with? Zero, maybe two times but, a game. But why would you trade for Naheem Hines if you're not gonna use him? They sent you know Zach I mean? Moss in a sixth round pick. I don't think they were really selling that much. They weren't. But so, like, so the the what what I've heard from Bills camps, from the okay. Bills Bills beat, has been um, that they are going to put Naheem Hines in the um, in the third down back role. And some of the pass catching work and Singletary will still get a primary load of the carries. So Right, which is what I've you know, that's I don't that's think that's what Naheem Hines is. He's JD McKissick. They tried to get JD McKissick in the offseason. Uh he signed a or he was gonna sign a great a deal mm-hmm. and then he backed out of it, went back to the commanders. Naheem Hines is the exact same player. It's it's JD McKissick. So yeah. Uh, I don't think he's <laughs> he's not making a difference in the bills. The bills are already the bills. It doesn't change anything from that yeah. point. And I don't, th- he's not coming in there people and getting 20 touches a game. People were literally like the bills got better. I do think it, no. I do really? think it's an upgrade for Hines because he's now on a better offense. Yeah. Um. So he's like, I don't think he has a touchdown this year. Uh, I would expect him to get a couple touchdowns on the bills. Yeah. But yeah, he's not, you could play him maybe in your flex. He's worth the roster spot, but like, let's relax. We swapped running backs for a six round pick that's conditional. So, um, right. now Zachary Moss on the uh, on the Coltsies. I don't like that either. So, all shares are dead. Um, 
All right, one final guy that we wanted to get to really quickly, and we'll just spend like a minute on this because we'll spend a whole offseason talking about it. But Calvin Ridley, who is currently suspended, still suspended. Nothing really changes for him. He's not playing this year. But he gets traded to the Jaguars for uh, what's called conditional draft compensation. Um, so uh, do we know what the trade is, what the pick is? Yeah, it's a fifth um, and a fourth. Okay. Um, and I don't know if the what the compensation is. Um, oh, so I'm reading it right now. Uh, if he gets reinstated by a certain date, the Falcons will receive a fifth rounder next year. Otherwise, it's a sixth rounder. Um, so it's at minimum. It's at least a fourth, and then potentially a fourth and a fifth. So that's still nothing. The NFL to reinstate him. Uh, I think it depends on when he gets reinstated. So if it's next year, it's probably a sixth. But if he can somehow play this year, it would be a fifth. I think. Okay. All right. Good deal for the Jaguars, though. They go Great out and get deal, a real. Though. They go 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 out and get a real receiver. Uh, Kirk becomes a good number two. Um, we got Etn, who's really their number two wide receiver now. Um, like I said, we're going to spend a lot of the offseason talking about this deal and what it means for for the Jaguars, but. I am saying for 2023 fantasy football, uh, Travis Etienne, oh, Travis Etienne, Tra- uh, Trevor Lawrence to the moon. Uh-huh. Trevor Lawrence, bro. We were, I was all in on Jaguars players this year, Etienne, Kirk, and Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was, I mean, all three of those guys have been good. Mm-hmm. But uh, next year, bro. Oh, yeah. To the moon. To the moon. All right. So there is, there's your trade deadline. There's your, uh, you know, we, we tried to, uh, we tried to give you some some fantasy advice pertaining to some of the trades that happened. We're going to talk about Thursday night football. Now, uh, Eagles at Texans. So this should be a win for the Texans. If they do not win this game, kind of confused. Um, the Texans? If Are you thinking of, like, the right team? Because earlier you said this could be a good game. And now you're saying the Texans should win this. I said the Eagles at the Texans. The Eagles should win this. You said the te- you said the Texans should win this. I did not say that, the Texans. Roll back the tape. Okay. There's no right. way I said it. You just cut out and you heard Texans twice. I hope I so. I said the Eagles won. <laughs> the Eagles are gonna win this game. Okay. There's no way right. they don't. Uh, Forty-three and a half point over under. Uh, I'm rooting for the Texans. Right. I, I Me too. Lose. Um. I am rooting for AJ Brown. Always rooting for AJ Brown. But 43 and a half point over under. I'm actually kind of shocked that it's that low. Um I th- I would take the over. I bet the over. I think I would take the over too actually at 43. But um I don't know how last week's over under was like almost exactly the same with two better teams. Um yeah, true. Sense. But anyway, we'll start off with the road team, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, obviously, what Jalen Hurts has done this year is nothing short of awesome. Um, mm-hmm. He's been very efficient. He's done very well with the opportunities he's gotten. He's an obvious start in this situation. Um, he's a start on a week-to-week basis, but this is matchups really good for him. So I think if you start him this week, you'll get um, – some, I think some really great production. I think you can expect like 25 fantasy points from him against Houston. So I like Jalen Hurts for the week. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's he's a top five quarterback for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, and the Eagles are undefeated because of Jalen Hurts. Man, he's 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 solidifying himself, huh? It went from uh, yeah. well, maybe we're gonna get another guy to uh, sign him. To yeah, it's crazy million, how how great a young quarterback will look when you, when you get him a star receiver, and then you uh, yeah. you also scheme your offense according to his uh, strengths. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's probably a good thing. Um, <laughs> All right, so for the other uh, Eagles weapons here, we got the running back position. Uh, Boston Scott, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, both guys that I would not play at the running back position at all. Um, I thought Gainwell, you know, based on the way they used them last year, I thought maybe Gainwell could have some run for the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just hasn't been that way. Um, and it looks like uh, Miles Sanders is the guy, obviously. Uh, he Did he miss time this past week? Because his snap percentage dropped i don't think so um, i mean they blew out the steelers so i don't he might have not anyway. played the fourth quarter but he's just been he's been hyper efficient he's been really good um on the season miles sanders currently is rb18 so he's an rb2 uh you're probably starting him on a week-to-week basis if you have him either in your flex or in your rb2 slot so i think you get this game against the houston really really good matchup for him i would start him what are your thoughts on miles sanders though rick yeah, uh, he's been really solid this year. Um, feels like he's kind of back to the player that we thought he could have been um, in the past. And uh, he he's a definitely at least a, a solid RB2. And if you got an RB2 with a fantastic matchup like this, mm-hmm. uh, he's a must-start. Yep. Uh, at the wide receiver position, A.J. Brown must-start. Uh, feel yep. good about his matchup, too, against Houston. Uh, all of these matchups are going to be really easy, by the way. I feel like every single uh, player for the Eagles is is bound to have a good game. <laughs> no, uh, I know. So A.J. Brown is coming off a monster 39-point performance. Right. So um, I, I don't want to – it's Thursday night football. Like, don't expect 20 points. This hurts me a little bit, but I would say I would probably think he's going to be around 15 fantasy points for this game. Yeah, I would probably agree with you, but he is playing Houston. So who knows? Um, (laughs) He very well could just get 20 back-to-back weeks because he's playing Houston. Uh, How are you feeling about Devonta Smith? Uh, I actually like him this week. He's um, kind of up and down, and I feel like on weeks where he doesn't really do a lot, they try to get him more involved in the game plan the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're going to try to get him involved in this game. So I do like him. I think he's a good wide receiver two or wide receiver three. Um, good flex play this week against Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a good flex play as well. Um, since week two, he's actually put up some good numbers with a couple of bus games here and there. But right. Um, you're right. As soon as he's like not in the as soon as he doesn't get targeted in a game, the uh, mm-hmm. offensive coordinator is like, "What the hell? We got to overthrow it to Devonta Smith." They're, they're right. I want to say these two guys are really good. Like Smith is always yeah. open. I feel like he's always open. We yeah, people talk about Waddle and Hill, and rightfully so because that's an insane, ridiculous duo. Mm-hmm. But Devonte Smith and AJ Brown is right up there. Oh yeah, definitely. So I like these two guys tonight. Or. Yeah, I think we're posting this on Thursday, tonight. Um, so I like these two guys in the Thursday night matchup. I would start them both. Um, and then Dallas Goddard to run. Any thoughts on Dallas Goddard? 
Um, he's been really good this year. He's kind of a must start though. He's like a this, consensus top five you guy. Me so. this guy, you know, me in this league needs every inch. Um, in the off season, there's this dude in this league who keeps offering me deals for Dallas Goddard, and they're all he bad. Must... It's like they keep in, cl- inching up slightly, but they're all still bad. They're all bad because I have Dallas Goddard, and yeah. so uh, the most recent one is um, Naheem Hines, a third and a fourth. Ugh. Oh, bro! What the heck? Yeah, I know. It's like that's awful. I think he offered me the most he's offered me so far as a second. I keep well, rejecting. I mean, I keep rejecting them. Better, and if but they'll go up. I wouldn't even take a second. For I know. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, Shameless plug. I'm undefeated. Eight. I'm eight zero in that league. Just shut, saying. Uh, shut the frick up. Yeah, so Dallas Goddard start this week. Um, let's talk about the Houston Texans for a second. And I wanted to blow through the Eagles because we know what they are, undefeated. Right. I, and I don't know, if you look at the rest of their schedule, if they lose another game. <laughs> they shouldn't. Uh, yeah. At Dallas, at week 16, dude, they legitimately might win like 15 games this year. 15, 16. They do have the – I mean, they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. But they have, like, maybe the easiest schedule in the league. Like, from week one to week 18. Yeah. They have a cakewalk. I mean, do you think – I wish they played San Fran. That would be a good matchup. They might in the playoffs. Hey, they might in the playoffs, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we got the the bottom of the league here. What is Houston's record, by the way? Houston is one five and one. Man, um, I feel like when they tied the Colts early in the season, and then won that game in week two, and they were one one and zero and one. Yeah, I was like, wow. You'd hope Houston might be good. Uh, no, they're not very good at all. So to give you some context, um, I looked up Houston's offense. Mm-hmm. which has everything to do with fantasy. Thank you. Um, and they did have a bye this week, but they have scored the fewest amount of points in the NFL. What about the yardage? Ratings. Where are they in yardage? They are dead last. I believe they're bottom five, but I can double check. Do-do-do. All right. See, I I took the page off, and now I got to go back in. No, you're good. Don't worry about it. I'll just give you a... So, um, yardage... They are the second worst team in the NFL. Wow! In total yards per that's game, really, that's really bad. Um, so they're the worst scoring and second worst in yards. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, the the Texans aren't good. At least offensively. No. Um, no. all right. So uh, at the quarterback position, we have Davis Mills. Um, as as a fantasy option, he really hasn't been anything. Um. You know, 15, 5, 12, 16, 6, 20, and 10 in the last six weeks of the season or seven weeks of the season, seven games. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he hasn't really produced anything from a fantasy perspective. He's not uh, a guy that provides any rushing floor. So, yep. you know, he needs to score. He needs to get 250 and two touchdowns, essentially. He's a pure decent. pocket passer. <laughs> pure, pure pocket passer. But he needs to get 250 and two touchdowns on a weekly basis to be a good fantasy option. Um so, I mean, and obviously that's that's not going to happen for him every week. Interestingly enough, a lot of people are, like, hyping up Davis Mills 
in the offseason. Yeah, there was some people that said Davis Mills better than Mac Jones yeah, going into which, the Which uh, statistically this year days. probably is, is, is true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, he has 1,500 yards, eight touchdowns, six interceptions on the season so far um, and hasn't been good. So it's like he's not the he's not the answer for Houston. Um, he's probably going to end up being a career backup if I had to if I had to take a guess after they draft C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Um, but yeah, they're they're not in a good spot, and Davis Mills is not a good option in fantasy at all. No, no, he's not. Um, he he's at least still like a capable quarterback. So like, I think he's. Gonna be a really, really good backup somewhere, but he's just—he's not. Um, he's not a great starter. Yep. It doesn't help though that his team around him isn't good either. But still. Okay. Um, as far as the running back position is concerned, there's no other running backs on this team that I want outside of Damian Pierce. He's kind of been uh, the only good fantasy option. At least yep. a really good fantasy option on the Houston Texans. Obviously, there's Brandon Cooks, but... Um, but you don't want Rex Burkhead? I don't want anything to do with Rex Burkhead. He looks like he should be working in, like, a coal mine in uh, <laughs> freaking Pennsylvania. He looks like he works at Home Depot on the weekends. Yeah, on, that is what Sunday. he looks like. Like Saturday, he works at Home Depot. And yeah. Friday. Yep. But uh, Damian Pierce is the number one guy. He's been really good. Um, on the season, he's been, I would say, a top 15 running back. Um, mm-hmm. he, he's been ranked as that. He's been performing as that. So Pierce is really good, and he's a good run this week. Philly's got a tougher run defense. So, you know, obviously, and it's a Thursday night football game, so the expectation should be lowered for Damian Pierce's production and performance in this game. But um, I don't think he's bad uh, to play on a week-to-week basis, obviously. So you got to roll him out there. you got to run with him and see what happens. Yeah, as someone who has Damian Pierce, though, I am scared. I'm very scared yep. because I think this is a game that's going to get out of hand quick and Philly's defense is elite. So it's uh, it might, it might look real ugly yeah, for Pierce, yep. but hopefully he still gets double, you double digit fantasy points. And outside of week one where he wasn't the starter, even though he was, but he wasn't, they gave Rex Burkhead all the carries. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So from week two on when he's actually been the starter, he's been, uh, he's been very, very good. So yeah, we'll see. Um, Brandon Cooks leaves this wide receiver core. He's been good. Didn't get traded. There was rumors that he might get traded to the Rams or somebody else. Um, but he did not get traded in this game. He's been decent on the season. Wide receiver 44 on the season. So he's been like somewhere in the range of um, wide receiver four. He's been worse than what people anticipated, though. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I didn't anticipate that much because it's Houston. Right. So, Which you were correct in. And yes. I bought uh, the cheese a little bit. Yeah, so um, he has 15, 9, 4, 18, 6, 8, and 11 on the season. Um, he's a matchup-dependent play to me, um, but some people do have to start him on a week-to-week basis in their flex. For this game against Philly, I'm going to say he's a sit, and um, I don't want to start Brandon Cooks this week. Um, the other guy that they've had that's actually been kind of interesting is Nico Collins, mm-hmm. um, and he was drafted to be, you know, obviously a future wide receiver for the team. Um, he's been up and down in target share. Uh, he's produced when he's gotten the ball, but um, he doesn't really, I mean, it's Houston. So like what, what is, yeah. What, what is he's, yeah. He hasn't been awful, but doesn't have a touchdown yet, which I don't necessarily blame on him. Yeah. 
But he also hasn't had a game where he's gotten more than four catches. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't think he's playing Thursday night. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, nothing there for for options. And then uh, there's no tight ends, unless you want to start OJ Howard or yeah. Brevin Jordan. Yep. This is Houston, bro. Yeah, it's this is a cluster. I Just because right. of all this, though, they're gonna get like thirty points in the Eagles. Yeah, if they're gonna drop thirty and win. Hey, I'm down with that, bro. Damian Pierce, three touchdowns. Let's go. With that being said, who are you picking? Who are you picking? For uh, I feel like I'm. I, I you you have to pick Philly, but hopefully the game's like a minus twenty, and I can bet on the Texans. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Eagles too. I got the Eagles. Eagles going to take the dub. Uh, we got starts and sits, trade targets. See you later, guys. See you. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.